When I was young, I was poor. But finally, after decades of hard work, I am no longer young. The podcast that critiques capitalist economic theory through the medium of beer and fags. And crisps. And crisps, absolutely, very much so, if not more so. And in a packed episode today, we will be talking wine bars, Peckham Town, Leeds, Europe and Swanley. That's right, yeah, today's show is brought to you from Swanley, voted the worst place to live in Kent, <laughs> but which lies within the M25 London orbital. That's right, so uh, they're basically dissing our extended South London hood and we've come to investigate it. Indeed, yeah, if we don't like it, Kent can have it. Uh, But also in today's episode we've got pubs and beer, more crisps than we know what to do with. Plus the news, bamdossers and the scene. The scene? As in the social media scene. Oh wow, such a great way to describe it. It is a good phrase, isn't it? Mm, The best, right. Let's find a pub. Okay, pub quiz one. Um, yeah, so as we said, we're in Swanley. This is going to be tricky because you haven't been to Swanley. You're unlikely no. to know it. No. Um, it's named after a local manor house that goes back centuries. Yes. Uh, it was a candidate recently for the worst pub in Europe. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and I think it's the only pub on the high street. Is it? Okay. I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's probably not going to help you. Very no, it's much, not, is it? is it? It's also Swanley's most improved pub. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, bloody hell. It's the worst pub, but also the word most improved. <laughs> this not... I have to see. Okay, I think for uh, five English pints, yeah. <laughs> tell us which pub we're going to. Okay, we've landed. Uh, I've got a pint of uh, Green King IPA. Possibly another another clue. <laughs> and uh, you've got a Guinness. And we are, of course, in the Lullingston Castle. Lullingston Castle. Yeah. Okay. Not to be confused with Lullingston Villa, of course, the Roman ruin down the road. Really? Yeah. I'm really liking Swanley. As soon as we arrived, someone started chatting to us in the street, saying they liked our bubble hats. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, you were in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was 87. <laughs> listeners. Um, so here we are in the Lullingston Castle, mm-hmm. and uh, five English pints if you've done that. I'm going to start with just the one, I think. Um, why, have, why have we come to Swanley? Should we, should we int- int- introduce the concept? That's a very uh, good question. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think Poppy Dunk shared that article about it being mm. um, one of the. It, it was, I think, the twenty-first worst place to live in the UK, and the only one within the the uh, M25. Yes, so, uh, and it's, that's just it's just too much of a draw for me. Absolutely. I mean, I, maybe it's the same article. I saw it was voted the worst place to live in Kent. Yes, that's true too, yes. Um, uh, but, as you say, it, it turns out it was inside the M25. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and very easy to get here. 20 minutes from Denmark Hill. Yeah. 
Um, and it's got a micropub, yes, which could be my new local, if it's any good. Um, yeah, it looks got, lovely as well, doesn't it? The micropub looks great, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas Swanley, I saw on that article, was described as the Manchester United of Chav Towns. Mm, mm. It does have a fearsome reputation, it? Does it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up, grow up that far from here, and yeah. yes, it was always a terrifying oh, uh, really? idea. Because yeah. I, lo- I looked on the map, and the other, other, the other side of the M25 lies the quite idyllic Ainsford. Yes, the next stop on it's, one of the it's, lines. It's very close to Rainsford, which is lovely. Yeah, lovely yeah. little Kentish village with some lovely pubs, lovely walks. Yeah, um, and yet here we are in a sort of eighties new build town. Uh, yeah, having a great time. Yeah, but and, and there is an old village. I think. Well, there is a village. I don't know what it's like yet. We haven't been. We've we'll never been to uh, this modern bit, which is yeah. Um, and Pompey, Pompey Dunk also told me that uh, it's his. It's, Swanley has his favourite football ground and clubhouse in the world. Wow, that's saying something. Crockham Hill Football Club. Of course. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, he mentioned that Tony Cascarino played there and was sold to Gilliam, Gillingham for a bag of tracksuits. Yes, famously, yeah. That's which, true. as a commercial manager, would appeal to him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is Crockham Hill rather than Swanley, but, you know, fair enough. Okay. Right. And this is also, it was a bus stop in Swanley where I had my first ever snog. Was it Kate Bush? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I know you were in the we, same school, <laughs> weren't you? She was a year above you, or below you. Something like that. Um, though they, yeah, when I, when I uh, left school, there were no girls. After oh, I left, right. all they the girls allowed, came. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was, that that's was the stipulation. That's why so weird around them. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. But a bus stop in Swanley, not with Kate Bush, sadly. No. Um, with uh, Lydia. Oh, so if you're listening, Lydia. <laughs> yes, I'm, I've never forgotten touch. you. Yeah, uh, even though I fancied your friend more. Oh, God, God that's awful, <laughs> awful. Kiss anyone, he would. Um, right, we better crack on with what we've been up to, haven't we? What have we been up to? Yeah, well, first of all, it was the third Thursday in November. Yes. A week ago. The only <laughs> entry on my calendar. <laughs> and regular... Long ter- long-term listeners will know, of course, that that is Beaujolais Nouveau Day. Yeah. When the new bo- new vat of Beaujolais <laughs> is somehow exported from France to <laughs> London. And uh, you can get it for breakfast, which is why we like it. What yeah. time did you make it to Gordon's? I made it for 10 o'clock. Um, I mean, bad. they start at 8, so that's yeah. quite, quite, quite slow for me. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, there's something about having a combination of black pudding and red wine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we started at Gordon's. It drank very well, I thought, because it's a, a very much a foreshortened harvest this year. Yes, yes so I gather, yeah. Um, yeah. 23 quid a bottle with a lovely bit of pork pie. I had pork pie. Yeah. And then after Gordon's, we um, wobbled up to... Le Beaujolais. Le Beaujolais in Covent Garden, is it? No, no, where is it? Yeah, so Covent Garden, Soho borders, and yeah. uh, probably the Frenchest place. Yes, I know. <laughs> and uh, the main man there, he, he was very friendly. I think he's always very friendly on Beaujolais Day because he's churning out this stuff. <laughs> Not terribly good wine for a quite a high 35 price. Thirty-five quid. <laughs> it, was, it was like ten or more than at Gordon's, wasn't it? Yeah, anyway, yeah. sod that. We had loads of it. We had loads of bottles of it. Also, we've probably been going there for twenty years. So you yeah, know, it, it, I mean, and it, it, it might, took ten years to get a hello. I think. But. <laughs> It's that French. 
<laughs> we are we asked for it in French, uh, which was very impressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dans le table. Um, and uh, other than that, we uh, oh we went to Leeds, didn't we? Uh, so you you actually put this piece up on the website we should say that's we've right. actually done some writing yes we have yes you did one on on the uh, on yeah. the music scene in south london i said i would and i bloody well did it so I, there's two pieces up on the website if you haven't been there lately one is the south london music scene and the other is our trip to leeds yeah <coughs> this was a pledge fulfillment for someone who paid a substantial sum of money for us to yeah. write about their their bit part of the world yeah uh, but uh, yeah, it was quite a treat, wasn't it? You know, it was, it was great, fun. Uh, great fun, great fun. I mean, in the event, the guy who'd uh, paid for us <laughs> to come and visit couldn't make it no. due to an accident. But he sent his girlfriend. He sent his girlfriend who um, <laughs> had asked the guys at work where uh, she, she should take two beer lovers for the day and they came up with a cracking list, didn't they? Yes, they did. So hats off to those guys, whoever they may be. Yeah. Um, Probably my favourite was the first one, actually, but I d that's yeah. not bad because, you know, it's better than getting there late at night when you're yeah. wankered. That's right. The first one was Northern Monk Tap Room, yeah. uh, a brewery tap room, a brewery which we love. Yeah. And we were sort of initially aghast to be taken past two lovely-looking pubs, mm, mm. but we turned the corner and saw the sign for Northern Monk, and mm. honestly, uh, it was just... We, we, we fanboys. I skipped. <laughs> we, we were fan we're fanboys, and uh, it was delicious and amazing, and... Um, and then we met John the Biscuit. Yes, that's right. Uh, a man emerged from the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and he was offering biscuits uh, along with the uh, rejoinder, you know, have a half of this. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't be going wrong. In fact, it would have a quarter of this. Have a quarter, a quarter this biscuit contains enough substances to get four of you off your tits and he was right. he was right he doesn't talk like that by the no, way no he doesn't no no he's from yorkshire yeah, yeah. um but yeah it was a really lovely high wasn't it, it was yeah you know, um edibles of the future they really are yeah uh, except you have to get the shit together to make make them and yeah that's the thing to decarboxylate the stuff I've done it since it's very giggly I mean we, yeah, we, we were in lovely. hysterics when we came up with John the Biscuit I mean mm. it's not that funny but it was, we were in tears <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe a mention for the York Tap on the way back as well yeah, yeah we had to go via York and there's a, uh, a pub on the platform yes and what a pub I know it's just sitting there on the platform a pub a, a fully formed pub on a platform a listed <clears> building <throat> with a range of incredible beer, superbly kept. Yeah. I just didn't want to go home. Well, we did note, didn't we, that um, if you get the fast train, it's one hour 45 minutes from uh, London. Yeah. And you could just go there for the afternoon. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. yeah. It was wonderful. Um, so, yeah, we went to Leeds and York on the side. Um, the write-up is on the, on the uh, website. Um, I went to uh, Peckham Town. I was invited to Peckham Town mm. um, on the South Circular in Dulwich uh, by Ruler Magazine mm. in uh, Cleverly from Ruler. Yeah. Uh, sponsored the game. Great. 100 quid, four tickets, an ale, a programme, and a badge mm. each. Mm. Quite amazing, isn't it? And so I arrived at Peckham Town last Saturday and uh, I said to the woman on the door you know I think I'm on the 
uh, sponsors. Guest list. Guest list, yeah. <laughs> she said, oh, were you with the uh, famous TV celebrity? Oh. I was like, almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> and it, who, was, who was there but Ned Bolting. Fantastic. Of uh, TV and... T- 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 TV's uh, racing, uh, cycling, yeah, does Tour de France. Dance yeah, used to coverage. do football, but does, yeah. does cycling and dance yeah. these days, and writes a lot of books. And also wrote the book, uh, the foreword to our first book. Yes. Today, South London, tomorrow, South London. And um, yeah, it's very nice to catch up with him. Uh, and he enjoyed himself immensely. Mm. And I told him about how uh, Cyclo Dunk likes to bait the away goalie with questions like, Keeper, keeper. What's your favourite peninsula? <laughs> and we chuckled heartily at that. I think that um, must have come maybe from when Dulwich Hamlet used to play Canvey Island. Mm. And we taunt them with chants of, You're not a proper island. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, you're a peninsula. You're a peninsula. Um, anyway, Ned's writing a new book, he told me, interestingly, about football. Mm. <laughs> about how he fell in love with it. And of course, became known for Soccer Saturday and Sky's big uh, European nights. Mm-hmm. And then, like many of us, fell out of love with it mm-hmm. as it became more commercialised or yeah. even industrialised, you might say, money. Yeah. Um, but I think he had such a ball. <laughs> he was giggling away. Yeah. And he's giggling away all afternoon. I think he might have to add a new chapter. Yeah, to how his he book. fell in love with it again. Yeah, yeah. The magic of non league. Yeah, it is the magic of non league, isn't it? Yeah. And he, he covered it somewhat on his podcast, didn't he? Uh, oh, yes. Never Strays Far, which is yes. worth listening. It was very funny and okay. a bit better than ours. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why mention it? Um, <laughs> uh, you, you, you couldn't come to that, could you? Because you were away on another, another city break adventure. I was, yes. I was in Prague, in yeah. Czechia. Um, going to a football match, see Bohemians, mm. and um, yeah, I was struck uh, when I got the, the ticket, the, the forbidden items, um, ahead of guns and knives was weed, oh. <laughs> um, which um, was a surprise. I mean, I can't tell why anyone would want to smuggle alcohol in, because there's a bar at the, the back <laughs> of the, the terrace which serves delicious, cheap Czech beer. Mm. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, I think one of the reasons they, they, they harp on about the weed is because everybody's smoking it. Ah, <laughs> and okay. uh, they have a song, um, I did learn some Czech there. Um, Good. Goes, travo, travo. So it's the tune of uh, Roll, Roll Out, out the, the Barrel. barrel. Yeah, we that. smoke grass. <coughs> so, yeah. And that's the kind of uh, crowd it is. They're not really into, uh, you know, you're going to get Football. your fucking head kicked. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, yeah, it's, it's the best-natured crowd I've be, been around, probably. They're very like a non-league crowd, actually, yeah, and, yeah. and was a similar size, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, you know, it's a it's a beautiful city, as I'm sure you know. Yes, it's, um, yes, I it, lived there for a while. A rival of Paris, I'd say, for for prettiness, but also has better and cheaper beer yeah. and stronger weed. Yes, yeah, it's a great city. Um, I bet you went through to a, a few pubs that weekend then? I did go to a few, yeah. We, we got adopted by some 20-somethings maybe and they took us to their, their bar mm. and we, we stayed there all night. And uh... Oh, well we were going to, you remember, <coughs> do a pub count yes. again from the last time. So um, yeah. t- t- two episodes ago we, we, we wondered if people still were going to the pub mm. and um, decided to do a pub count. Yeah. 
and ours came out quite high. Yes. I think they were near around 40 yeah. uh, per person. Yeah. Uh, and I felt that that was a little bit high yes. I think for me were... personally. Right. Because it had a couple of crawls in it. So we challenged each other to keep another count. Yeah. <clears throat> and sure enough, mine is a bit lower. Yeah. It's 28 this time around. Okay. Yeah, mine is a bit lower too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 32. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did have another week, though, didn't we? This is a week less than uh, than last time. Oh, so, maybe, yeah. But still, it is probably a little bit lower. But I think, you know, when it's cold like this, you, I think that's another you're less likely to do a five-pub crawl. That, that is probably true. It's still quite a lot. Still quite a lot, <laughs> yeah. But, you For know, if you had one, if you had one pint, if you had one pint in uh, each of them, that wouldn't be a lot no, in exactly. a month, would yeah, it? No, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's just you don't. <laughs> uh, also, it includes six in one day in Leeds. Yeah, for me, mm -hmm. uh, and indeed you. Mm -hmm. And um, my longest period without going to a pub was five days. Mm. Oh, I think mine would have been three days. Yeah. I think that was down to the weather. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, people do still go to the pubs, or we still go to the pubs. So I think that's um, our key takeaway there. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Obviously, that's now 29 with this one. Yeah, 33 for me, yeah. The news. The news. The news. 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 Pub and beer news first up. Uh, I mean, the, the biggest story of the month, surely, yes. must be the Tan Hill Inn. Indeed. Um, during the uh, bad weather last week, the Tan Hill Inn, which lies in the lies in the Yorkshire Dales, uh, 500 metres above sea level, mm. um, became snowed bound, snow bound, yes. yeah. and uh, the revellers that had gone in for the evening were trapped there for three nights. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Can you imagine? Uh, so jealous. I, me too. Uh, I was, it was, my jealousy was only tempered by the fact that they'd all gone there to listen to an Oasis tribute band. Yes. Who then kept them entertained during the weekend. That is, yeah, that that is a worry, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked um, Paul Chapman's response to that. Yeah. He said, uh, I guess finding yourself trapped in a snowed-in pub in the wilderness with an Oasis tribute band would at least answer the normally tricky question of who to eat first. <laughs> Very good. I mean, I read that a tunnel had to be cut from the front door to, 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 just to, just snow, to yeah. get out, out to see daylight. Yeah. That's how much it had drifted. Wow. And also that um, a paramedic apparently made it through on the first night to give medical attention to one of the guests. And he's still there. He's still there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Decided to sample the Guinness. He stayed till Tuesday. <laughs> um, right, Casper um, Adiman. Uh, in the next uh, pub item, that spotted that the Green Dragon in Croydon is encouraging people to work from the pub. Mm. You know, now Very we don't good. have to work yeah. from home. It's a nice moment. pub as well. I like the Green Dragon. Oh, it's Dragon. great, yeah. isn't it? Um, it's a bit like uh, working from home, but you do more working and less wanking, probably. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how the Green Dragon is advertising it, just to be clear. Uh, what they're offering is a table, lunch, Wi-Fi, plug holes, and bottomless hot and soft drinks for a tenner. Mm. Which is pretty damn good, isn't yeah. it? Obviously, you can have a pint whenever you want. Yeah. In fact, Ben Jones suggested make it 40 quid a pop and throw in un unlimited IPAs, and I'm there. Yeah. And that's a Green Dragon in uh, Croydon. But also, I understand you, all Young's pubs are encouraging working from the pub as well. Mm. Uh, so mm. keep an eye out for that. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, we saw that a pub had won the Turner Prize. Yeah, pub <laughs> in a way. Yes, <laughs> that's right. The uh, what they called the Array Collective. Yeah, yeah, they did a mock-up pub. It's, it's very. Uh, it caught my eye because of the um, the, the the art critic in uh, the Guardian. Yeah. The headline was "If only it actually served pints." Yes, which I think would be my review. It's very pithy. Very pithy. Review. It was very pithy. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, you don't normally see that in the art section. Um, Yes, it it uh, was, a, was a mock-up of a pub, and it had you know. It I looked more like a football clubhouse, I thought. It did a bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. This is in uh, Belfast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, they asked how, how they were asked how they're going to celebrate, and they were like, well, with a few pints. Yeah, yeah. They can't go to their own shebeen for that. No. So they trans they won the prize for transforming a gallery space into an Irish pub. <sighs> I don't know. I think just go to the pub, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think the messaging within within okay. the pub was was very specific. It was very inclusive, and uh, yeah. the signs were "Stop ruining everything." Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Well done to the Array Collective, and uh, pubs, as we always knew, are art. It's an art form. They're an art form. Yeah. I mean, I assumed it was going to be the Blythe when I saw them. Absolutely. <laughs> now that is worthy of any art prize. And uh, okay, a final item on pub and beer news is is I think you'll have to agree a delicious segue into mm. crisp news. Oh yes, because what I've fucking found no this is B B found it on Twitter. Let's be honest. Um, it, it, we we always love to have a lovely packet of crisps with a pint, right? Of course. But he's spotted something that might streamline that process. Save on packaging and help the carbon footprint mm. a crisps IPA <laughs> no yes. way New Zealand brewery garage project has released proper crisp IPA which is an IPA mashed with slices of potato <laughs> we've got to get some of that we've got yeah. to get a taste on that and with that and without further ado because it's a bumper one this time we move on to the crisp news yeah Crisp news. Okay, uh, as I say, uh, uh, absolutely bumper edition this time around. Despite alarming stories of IT outages and warehouse fires at Walkers, mm. um, when I hear of an, of an IT outage as a reason we can't make crisps, you know, I wish we'd never invented the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Just get your fat and your spuds. Get frying. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to do any coding. <laughs> Anyway, talking of Walkers, first off, Cyclodunk sent us some inside information. Walkers crisps, he told us, quite breathlessly, uh, carry a best before date. Yes. And that date always falls on a Saturday. That's amazing. Go to your crisp cupboard, check the best before dates, every single one of them will be on a Saturday. Guaranteed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> Remar remarkable, if not gobsmacking intel from a remarkable if not a gobsmacking man. Mm. That's Walker's crisp sell-by dates. Okay, Jez Hancock has been messing about in his local Asian supermarket uh, by Millwall Dock. Mm -hmm. And he sent us some pictures of uh, in, uh, some interesting flavours. Yeah. Some of which I think you're going to enjoy. Yeah, um, it's a cucumber. There was a, spice, <laughs> was a spicy crayfish one, which you could say is sort of like a bit like a spicy prawn cocktail, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you can get sweet and sour pickled plum. Oh, interesting. 
We and your ones. your favourite Japanese eel. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> god! I've just been sick into my Guinness. <laughs> Japanese eel flavoured. Eel flavoured crisps. Yeah, and um, finally durian flavour. Are you familiar sure with durian? No. It's oh, is that the stinky fruit? It's a stink fruit. Yeah, it's yeah. a stink. the stink fruit. It's apparently the most foul-smelling fruit in mm. the world. Yeah. Its aroma has been compared to raw sewage, rotting flesh, and your socks. <laughs> <laughs> Durian smell is so pungent that the fruit is actually banned from public places in Singapore and Malaysia. Really? So, two packets of them, please. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Jez. I mean, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Uh, Meanwhile, Tim McKenna sent us a picture of Lay's new flavour, creamy forest mushroom flavour. No, that's wrong. Uh, I'll try anything once, he says. <laughs> says Tim. <laughs> Sounds like a fun guy to be with. Uh, Will Brantingham sent us a picture of Christmas dark chocolate habanero chili habanero chili tortilla chips. Mm. Intriguing. There's tortilla chips with chili chocolate. On. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, I admit it's, it's stretching the definition of a crisp somewhat. Yeah, well, it's tortilla, isn't it? And, um, Stretching you know, the definition of food somewhat, yeah. Well, uh, they have chocolate in, in some kind of like Peruvian um, dishes, don't they? As, as, uh, yeah. uh, in savoury dishes. Yes. Maybe that's it. Maybe that explains it. Mm. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, um, crisp guru Ned James has uh, rediscovered, of course, Martin Spencer's roast potato crisps. Yes. The meta crisp. Mm. If you remember when they first came out, made planets stop turning for a, mo- a moment, mm. um, stopped clocks, made the water run uphill, cats ran with dogs, fish rode bicycles. It was just an amazing moment. Um, and after Sarita Puri posted Iceland's turkey and flavour and pigs in blanket flavour, Ned got thinking. Mm-hmm. It's dawned on me, he wrote, it's now possible to have an entire Christmas dinner made from crisps. <laughs> turkey flavour, roast potato flavour, parsnip crisps pigs in blanket flavour to which I thought the only thing I could add to that might be the winter and berry uh, winter berry and prosecco flavour we unearthed last time out do you remember (laughs) these are Brussels sprouts yes they were the ones with the edible gold stars oh yeah (laughs) Uh, but I was wrong there's something else you can add to it just this morning Richard Dixon sent us a photo of Walker's latest flavour were Walker's going to be outdone by M&S and Waitrose despite all the IT outages, <laughs> were they buggery? They've come up with Walker's Mince Pie Flavour Crisps. No Yes, way. I have the picture. Uh, uh, it was first posted on Twitter by the chef Matt Christmas. Oh. Uh, appropriate enough. Uh, and he wrote, um, Mrs Christmas loves crisps and she loves mince pies. But... <laughs> when I got to these, she was less enthused than I'd hoped mm. yes um, which uh, all of which prompted uh, Richard Dixon to remember what he terms some magnificent bellendry from a couple of years ago when uh, Iceland I think it was came up with Christmas tree flavour crisps <laughs> 
It sounds made up, doesn't it? Mm, uh, it but, does. I, but I've seen a picture of the packet, so yeah. believe it, CRISPR mm. files, um, which made uh, Sarita think, ooh, is that the taste of car freshener? Could, could be a whole new line. Um, so if all these are making you hungry. I have actually got a packet uh, for us oh, to taste. Oh, thank God, I'm starving now. Uh, these are Japanese eels. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> gotcha. No, these are from um, our other crisp guru, Goose. Oh, yeah. And I think these are going to be of interest to Dulwich Hamlet fans everywhere. Oh, yeah. Would you like to have a taste? I would. What are they? These... Are Tuscany flavoured crisps. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Mmm. Quite herbal. Mmm. Mmm. Very herbal, aren't they? Mmm. It turns out the key ingredients, the top three ingredients of these crisps are potatoes, which is always a good start, mm. sunflower oil, and then Tuscany flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems to include pea fibre. Um, but they're pretty good. Mm. I'd have those. Yeah, I'd have those. Tuscany, well, we've got those. Well done, Goose. We've got. Thank you very much, Goose. They're from Spain, so you can't get them in this country. But they look out from Italy, Spain. really. Mm, that's true. Maybe they are from Italy, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he'd got them in Spain. What's your... Uh... No, no, that's, that's Spanish. Mm. OK. Um, so that's all the crisp news this time around a lot of it wasn't there but I think that I remember that from last year around this time of year everyone starts their experimental flavours mince mm. pie flavour crisp my ass. Um, yeah. so it just remains for me really to wish you a Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Merry Christmas Merry Christmas mm. yeah Merry Christmas yeah. No, Merry Christmas C yeah 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 I S P Mus Merry Christmas Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember last month? Mm -hmm. um, there was uh, an item about alcohol in the in the cosmos. It was oh. like the, boo the booze cloud. The booze cloud. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we were going to grab it, tax it, live <laughs> a life of automated luxury communism. Mm. Yeah. So now there's a there's a beer river in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, residents of a town in um, Hawaii complained to the authorities that their local river smelt of beer, smelt like a, mm. a, a, a pub that hadn't been open for a few days. Mm. Um, so they, they tested it and they found that uh, it was 1.2% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a table beer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like... Sorry, uh, I'm just um, looking up tickets to Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah. So that's a great development. I mean, uh, yeah, you'd love that, especially if you were like, you know, fourteen. You wouldn't need any ID. You can just mm. uh, tuck into the river. Although at one point two, I don't think you ever get drunk. No, they don't know that though. No, and no. they might do it at fourteen. First maybe. go, get mm. a bit dizzy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else I saw was. Um, do you, do you remember we were once served a cocktail by a robot in, yes, uh, in London, London Bridge? Yes, London Bridge, yeah. yeah. What was she called? Mm. Oh, damn. It was the name of the bar, wasn't it? Yeah. Can't it was it. a pun on the robot name, Sylvie. Sil 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 uh, no, I don't no. know. Well, there's another one. Let now. us know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, another one now called Cecilia AI. Okay. And um, 
but it's not really a robot like we had it like she was a proper robot like she could have been on Mars or something yeah she had arms and stuff hot <laughs> this one is like a screen with a sort of animated uh, bar, bar made on it you they know. call that progress yeah it's not is it but they will talk to you they have you can mm. have a conversation with a robot mm. um, and a rival robot company has, um, has sprung up and, and, and one of the advantages that they see to what they're doing is that <coughs> you can put a halt to um, bar people giving generous portions to um, oh. to um, customers and stop them giving free drinks to their friends. Right. I mean, now these are these are the plus points. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the humans. Yeah. About you. Yeah, I love them. I love the bar humans. Yeah. What else have we got? Oh, we were, I don't. We were talking about this uh, the other day, weren't we? About the the French. Um, uh, right to disconnect, where mm. it's it's practical. I don't know if it's illegal, something mm. like that. Mm. You can, a boss cannot email his staff after eight pm. Right. You know, uh, I mean, the French have got it. They, they, they've got a lot going for them, haven't they? They're yeah, yeah. I mean, a strike at the drop of a hat. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you want someone to come in at the weekend, fuck off. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> the Portuguese have got this too. Around the same time, they introduced the right to rest. They mm. call it. Mm. And um, in Portugal, employers are banned from texting or emailing employees any time out of working hours. You can't text them, you can't email an employee out of working hours. And we demand the same in the UK, right? Yeah. Uh, along with the, uh, the right to lie in, the right to keep in the labs, and the right to churn it out and fuck off early. <laughs> Something I spotted on um, social media somewhere was there's a, a Weatherspoons pub simulator. Um, so somebody has just recorded the sound of Weatherspoons mm. and stuck it on up on YouTube with um, a picture of a full English and a pint of lager <laughs> uh, at 11 a.m. Mm. And um, yeah, I've lost it now, but. Um, it's um yeah it's nice it's, it's, it's a hubbub pub hubbub yeah pubbub pub <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end bit of laughter <laughs> bit of laughter bit of singing not enough coughing for me <laughs> but, but you know I think if we are going to get locked down again it'd be nice to have yeah. you know, that pub background well we we used to do some pub backgrounds didn't we we did yeah yeah didn't we like it I yeah. think we had a moment of silence which was a pub background we thought we'll just keep that mm. put it on the background but we never did because we're lazy forgetful assholes yeah. Um, okay, so Weatherspoons Pub. Can you just search Weatherspoons Pub Simulator? Yeah. On Google, can you? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, or on indeed on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. Um, I saw a couple of news items that caught my attention. First of all, uh, there was a lecturer that was arrested for mooning. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that not allowed? Then? No. Yeah. Apparently not. Mm. Uh, retired lecturer Daryl Meekum, fifty-five recently diagnosed with a terminal illness, has formally complained of police heavy-handedness after being injured when six police officers raided his home after he achieved his bucketless desire to moon at a speed camera. 
Daryl from Kidderminster is diagnosed with multiple system atrophy last month, pulled down his trousers and bared his bottom to a camera, believing it was, in his words, a good laugh. <laughs> and oh, for uh, fuck's sake. he was uh, uh, raided and beaten up by the fucking cops. Leave Daryl alone. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, there is not a court in the land that would convict him. No. I don't like I don't like speeding cars, don't get me wrong, but mooning a speed camera should be taught in schools. <laughs> um, and the other slightly uh, surreal item I saw was um, tooting codwars. I don't know if you've come across this story. I haven't. But there are two uh, identical fish shops in Tooting are engaged in a war that has become known as the Tooting Cod Wars. <laughs> One's called Fish Universe, and the one next door is called Fish World. <laughs> <laughs> the Fish Universe was quite happily sitting there, a blue and white liveried fish emporium on the Mitcham Road, um, was until recently sighted next door to Meatwise a butcher that sold halal meat and was decked out in uh, red. That is until Meatwise added a fish counter, changed its livery to blue and white and its name to Fish World. <laughs> <laughs> they stole everything from us, said uh, Rafa Kashifi, 34, the owner of Fish Universe since 2014. They stole the sign of the shop, the layout, the name and even the uniform. <laughs> um, they, Fish Universe has now had a, been forced to put up a notice on its door which reads, Fish Universe is not associated with Fish World. <laughs> it does not promote or in, endorse or support this shop. I think my favourite bit in the report which I saw on My London was that was uh, the two warring businesses are so easily confused that apparently even the local council got mixed up. Rafa claims he was sent a fly-tipping fine after a number of items were left on the road outside an alleyway leading to both shops. However, the CCTV images sent to him by the council actually showed men he claimed were from Fishworld. <laughs> <laughs> men from Fishworld. <laughs> it's not, it's right. not right, is it? It reminds me of um, Sausage World. There was an eatery off Oxford Street when I worked at EMAP. We used to go to, in my lunchtime to Sausage mm. World. <laughs> Perfectly mm. nice little stall, a couple of sausages on the plate. Um, but when I asked him for some brown sauce, he said, No, mate, this is Sausage World. <laughs> uh, and I never did find Brown Sauce World. No. <laughs> That's me, the sausage is dry, unbelievable. Um, okay. Uh, Let's take a break here and have a little wander around Swanley. Yeah. Okay, so we left the really rather convivial Lullingston Castle. That's right. Was Which the... was a surprise given some of the uh, reviews we've oh, seen yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> if I can just read you a bit from the new shopper, Pub Spy. Ever seen a mindless thug push a bespectacled bespectacles grey-haired 25 stone man to the floor before kicking him ferociously in the head until he was senseless try an early evening in the lullingston castle jesus perhaps such barbaric acts are normal for a six for, uh, for 6:45 on a tuesday evening in this particular swanley boozer certainly no one in the pub seemed concerned <laughs> the pool balls are still being potted 
mindless conversations continued and the kids didn't even look up from their homework. <laughs> well, we didn't really get that impression now, no, so th- no. that's probably why it's the most improved pub. I think so, yes. Uh, I mean, there was no horse trading in the car park, which we'd been warned about. Right, blimey. <laughs> um, yes, it was all very convivial, even so warm and cosy and yeah. Christmassy, a bit of Christmassy, wasn't it? Very Christmassy, yes. Yeah. They'd gone off early on. And then we turn left uh, from the little higgle piggledy shops by the dairy mm. to the Asda, the giant yeah. Asda that employs giant. half the town apparently, yeah. Yeah. and is in sighted uh, in the pedestrian centre. Yeah, there was talk it was they were going to rename the town Asdaville. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um. It, I mean, it is sort of, uh, it's a shopping, it's an 80s shopping centre. It really is, yes. Uh, yes, classic. No cars. I mean, I've seen worse, a lot worse, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, you didn't really see anything, um, any thugs or, or chavs. Maybe it's too cold for them. Maybe, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't see anything uh, unpleasant. Uh, no. Love some lovely cafes. You were taken with an estate agent, were you? <laughs> a couple of park homes up for sale. Um yeah, past the bus stop where he's uh, snogged Lydia. Had yeah. a little bit of up the jumpers. Was there up the jumpers? No. 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 She was only 14 didn't know what jumpers were. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, then we started uh, to... Then, then the Swanley quite abruptly ended. Yes. And as I was saying, it's, it, it's very much town. Uh, and then we feel we've walked out of town. We've walked walking down the... B2173 mm. um, with a low sun just disappearing over the pines yeah uh, it's really quite pretty apart from all this traffic <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah so we, 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 we're heading out of town it doesn't it, it, I'm used to sort of London where you don't walk out of towns you just walk into the next bit yes but here you're definitely walking out of Swanley yeah but we uh, still found a pub didn't we on the way yeah, and that's what our next pub is going to be. That's yeah. our next pub quiz. It's yeah. actually a pub adjo- It's squeezed in between a beef eater and a Premier Inn. And uh, mm. uh, it's the name of the pub, to give you a clue, is perhaps the, perhaps the sort of creature you might expect to get your beef eater steak from. Mm. The cow? Something <laughs> like that. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't know there were still beef eaters in the world. I mean, this is this is amazing to me. No, I mean, it I mean, feels you know, having left an eighties precinct. Yes. Now coming to a to a beef eater in do, the distance. I bet they do prawn cocktail and button mushrooms as I well. Bet they bloody do. Uh, so we're heading to this pub um, for another pint. Can you get the name from our pathetic clues? <laughs> All right, so we are at a pub on the B2173, <laughs> which adjoins the A20. Yeah, it's the road that goes to the A20 to yeah. take you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and the pub is called uh, The Bull. Yes. If indeed it is a pub. It has got a, a pub section. Yeah, and it definitely used, it used to be a pub, and yeah. uh, I think... Uh, and then I think it, I think it looks like it's been completely rebuilt, actually. From, yeah. And uh, added a, a hotel for the air in. We could stay here tonight. We could stay here tonight, yeah. If only we were millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, you've got to read his letter. 
Oh yes, I did. Yes, thank you, Nick. Uh, yes, he said um, enough with the crisps already. Oh, he's not going to like this episode. Can we do a roundup of pubs with roaring fires, some sofas, and a nice dog? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the crisp backlash. It started. The already. crisp backlash has started. Yeah, yeah. I know what he means. I mean, a pub with a roaring fire right now would go down a treat, wouldn't it? I was in one last night in the EDT. Yeah, I yeah. had a cancellation uh, yes. late in the afternoon. I was just thought, I'm going to the pub. Mm. I went straight to the pub, directly to the pub, mm. got the table by the fire, walked mm-hmm. in. Joe mm. was behind the bar. All right, Andy. All right, Joe. Pint of Hamlet Pale. Yes, please. Got a good table there, haven't you? Yes, I have. And it's no more than I deserve. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. The impromptu pub visit is absolutely special, particularly mm. to a pub with a lovely fire. Yeah. Didn't see a dog, but had everything else. Mm. Um, okay, on to the. Uh... You're a bombdosser. Yeah. I've got a, f- a few. Uh, some, sometimes I don't have any bombdossers. Yeah. Well, but, I saw you had a few, so I didn't bother, so maybe yeah. I'm a bumdosser. Maybe you're a bumdosser. Well, we know that. Um, so, yeah, bumdosser, our regular award for taking easy, slacking off and fart arsing about. First up was Welsh snooker star Mark Williams. Did mm. you hear about him? No, no. Um, during the UK Championship, uh, he was playing Anthony Hamilton, and <laughs> during a period where he was sitting in his seat, he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he was spark out. His mouth wow. hanging open, TV cameras. <laughs> was it a long break? I don't know, I didn't see it actually. I mean, it's not the most exciting sport, I know. But... <laughs> uh, he blamed the fatigue on the after effects of COVID-19. Ah, you would, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Ron COVID. Mm. Um, he was leading the match, but apparently struggled to stay awake when he sat in his chair. Nodded off leaving 3-2, admitting, he had, admitting that he didn't have a clue he, he was, he'd gone to sleep. <laughs> and he went on to lose the match. Oh. 6-5 after a fluke uh, in a deciding frame. Uh, so Mark Williams, he's my first nominee. Mm. And then um, I've got Bryn Baraga's girlfriend's colleague. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Uh, Bryn Baranga uh, on Twitter, who describes himself as openly Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tweeted that my girlfriend's employer has sent all its staff, 1,500 people, an email saying that they need to start returning to the office over the next weeks. And one brave slash insane soul has replied all, simply saying, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's number two. Uh, Number three could be another reader's letter if in a way well it is I suppose she uh, Lucy Ritchie this is she was um, one of the people who pledged to come on a pub crawl with us for our book and she was invited Mm. to join us on the pledge pub crawl back in October anyway she dropped us an email last week (laughs) hi there just checking my emails and spotted that I missed the pub crawl by a mere six weeks or so (laughs) (laughs) hope the book is coming along well please keep me on your list for spring crawl and I will come along well done Lucy good to see you in spring but you might yet win a Bumdosser award we don't know because the final my fourth and final entry for Bumdosser this episode uh, is Beggar's Club Mr Goose sent me this actually uh Beggars Club is an 18th century group of street beggars who would meet weekly in a 
pub in Old Street. Um, they're described by uh, the guy who was writing about them as bearded old hypocrites, wooden-legged implorers of charity, limping dissemblers, sham disabled seamen, <laughs> and broken-limbed labourers. Apparently, as soon as they um, started drinking, all their ailments would appear to evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, their profession was faking sickness and injury mm. uh, as a pretext for begging. Yeah. And then once a week, they'd get together, drop the pretense, and have a <laughs> fucking lovely drinker. <laughs> There's the 18th century shirkers, or historical bombdossers. Yeah, love it. Um, who do you fancy out of those for the beggars club uh, which would feign sickness mm. the blind would see again mm. uh, Lucy Ritchie who uh, looks at her emails approximately once every six weeks yeah um, she's a good candidate yeah Bryn yeah. Baranga's girlfriend's colleague very good yeah and Mark Williams for falling asleep live on camera <laughs> all sport, very elite yeah. sportsman yeah all outstanding candidates <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go to the beggars club actually mm. uh, I love that yeah, yeah. All right, Beggars Club. You're a bombdosser. Blimey. Is it that time already? A scene? A social media scene? (laughs) (laughs) How did it get there so quickly? All right. Now, you had actually something, because we we said we were coming to Swanley uh, before we came here, and you had some things posted on... uh... Yeah, a couple of things. Well, there was one on uh, on Twitter from uh, Pubbitch. Pubbitch UK, or... Yeah, uh, and, and uh, yeah, he, he, he or, uh, or she, perhaps she. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> uh, I love the way a main road, the main road into Swanley, just ends in a supermarket car park. <laughs> Genius stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was uh, something on on YouTube, sort of below the line. Uh, somebody said, "I live in Swanley, have done all my life. I once saw a naked man cycling home with just his bike." And an Asda bag full of Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other one I liked on YouTube, very simply, full of grasses. Full of grasses, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> I mean, how many That's times do you have to be informed on to pick a town is full of grasses? <laughs> uh, and and um, someone said, when I said we were coming here, that Mark Steele is very good on uh, Swanley. Yes. yes, he's from Swanley. Yes, yeah. he's one of the few famous Swanley former residents and he's got a uh, a video uh, on YouTube, on YouTube yeah. uh, about Swanley and his yeah. time there uh, interviewing Swanleyans yeah yeah he's so a teacher are there any other famous um, people from Swanley other than Mark Steele Reuben Loftus-Cheek Reuben Loftus-Cheek yeah get in yeah the other ones I don't think anyone would, other than us would have heard oh <laughs> <laughs> you know no. Well, Alan Knott, do you remember Alan Knott? He used to play for England. The drummer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, drummer, wicketkeeper. That's it, that's it. They're like drummers, mad as hatters. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Mark, uh, Mike Stock of uh, Stock, Aitman, Waterman. Okay, he was from Swanley, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can tell, don't you? In a way, yes, maybe you can. <laughs> he should be so please. lucky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um... What else have you got on the scene? On the scene? What else have I got? I've got I've, oh, yeah. Uh, am I home? Uh, I've just got... It's just one of those... Um, another another Fesshole one, which... Uh, they're, they're very good mm. sometimes, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Someone posted on Twitter on Fesshole, uh, a confession. One night, I got so drunk, I fell asleep on the toilet. 
Waking up, I took my shoes off to creep into the bedroom so to not disturb my wife and found myself standing in the public bar of my local <laughs> with a shoe in each hand. <laughs> I, can't, I kind of know where he's coming from. <laughs> Uh, it prompt, prompted uh, DS on Twitter to uh, have a similar memory. Some, some, someone I once, someone I know, once took his shoes off and tried to get into a catering trailer because he thought he was home. <laughs> when he realised he'd made an error, he asked, "What are you cooking, Mr. Burger Man?" To which he replied, "Burgers." Now fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was um, fondly reminded. It sounds like something you would get into. <laughs> it could happen to you. Right. I was fondly reminded of that time when you sort of came round on someone's sofa and announced, announced to the room, this pub looks like someone's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I do, yeah. <laughs> Cracking days. Cracking times. Cracking times. Um, OK, and I've got a... Uh, another one about how to give up drinking this is a fella uh, an Aussie fella who's uh, been inspired to give up drinking by the pledges that uh, emerged from the COP26 climate change conference okay yeah um, they've inspired him uh, he's announced he will quit drinking by 2050 think <laughs> 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 you know where we're going with this yeah um he set an ambitious target to phase out his alcohol consumption within the next 29 years <laughs> as an impressive plan to improve his health. The programme will see Greg Taylor, 73, continue to drink as normal for the foreseeable future before reducing consumption in 2049 when he turns 101. <laughs> Taylor said it was important not to rush the switch to non-alcoholic beverages. It's not realistic to transition to zero alcohol overnight. This requires a steady, phased approach where nothing changes for at least two decades. <laughs> Taylor will also be able to bring forward drinking credits earned from the days he hasn't drunk over the past 40 years, meaning the actual end date for the consumption may actually be 2060. And to, insist, to assist with this transition, Taylor has bought a second beer fridge, which he describes as the capture and storage method. <laughs> the well-played Greg Taylor. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, a great commitment. Mm. And uh, one that should make all our climate politicians proud of you, I'm sure. Yes. Um, well, that's, uh, that's about it, isn't it? That is about it. Um, I think we have one more uh, call on the way home, though, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. And let's face it, this is the one we're really looking forward to. That's why we're here. We, it's, it's why we're here. It's why we're here. <laughs> I mean, we looked up the worst place to live. <laughs> yeah. And if it hadn't said micropub, we might not have come here. <laughs> no. But we're going to the Cotton Mill pub. Yeah. Micropub. Yeah, on it's Station Road. On Station Road. We passed it on the way and it looks... It's, it's, it it's cozy, situated it? in an old toilet block uh, <laughs> on Station Road. I mean, it's got us written all over it. Yeah. I'm going to stay. I'm going to have four pints there. <laughs> <laughs> it opens at five, and I'm willing to queue. It's now quarter past four. I'm willing to queue. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four degrees out here. It's fucking freezing. But we're going to go and have a lovely pint there. And um, 
the weird thing is, we're, we're out in the countryside, it feels like, but it's only 22 minutes back to Denmark Hill. Mm, I mm. cannot get my head round it. It's freaking my nut out to this day. Yeah, it's another world, isn't it? It's another world. Anyway, thanks for listening, and um, see you next time. I'm not going to say this to many men, but smell the plums on that. Are you talking about me or your plum porter? So my, my, yeah. She's got a lovely Titanic plum porter reserve. The beer, yes. Excellent. We thought we'd just do a little bit of um, pop, 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 yeah, at the microphone. This is where the cotton mill. Yeah. Fucking. Put that phone away.